Welcome to the Race to Rugby World Cup pod with Ron and Adam from the side of the road somewhere on the planet. Race to Rugby World Cup pod, yeah, in Vietnam. Uh, the last time you heard us speak was in Tokyo when we caught up with Jesse Creel in a underground coffee shop. Since then, we've made a uh, transit across the ocean, across the pond. <laughs> no, not the pond, but you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, we made, our, we made our way to Vietnam. We landed in Hanoi and we always knew we were going to take two days off um, in Hanoi just to like put up our feet. Um, and ultimately, it was to wait for our bicycles to arrive from uh, Nagasaki and so that we can prepare them and get ready to do the long leg where we actually won't touch an airport, hopefully for a long time. Um, and through the uh, th- through waiting in Hanoi, we've uh, had the privilege of being invited to Hoi Ben, which is about 60 kilometers out of Hanoi, um, where we'll officially start our next leg of the journey. Um, and we are, we got invited by Child Fund Rugby to come and meet a couple coaches. So currently we're sitting in like a conference room, a uh, hotel, eating dining hall. Um, and yeah, we are very delighted with our guest who Ron will introduce now. Um, but it was a special day. We've spent the day with Child Fund Rugby and what a better way to wrap it up than finding out a little bit more. Yeah, so just also, I just want to say like today has just been the most incredible day. We've been on the road 22 days. Um, we've been looking forward to today for months and months and months. Um, people ask you, ask us, why are you cycling from Japan to New Zealand? Why are you taking, you know, giving up your job? Why are you giving up this to go and cycle around the world? Um, and the answer is Child Fund Rugby. Um, it's an organization I've known for a long time. Uh, it has incredible credibility. People in Asia in particular who know the program involved in rugby, everybody is aware of it and the impact it makes. And obviously it's a huge delight that once again, they're the official charity partner of the Rugby World Cup. Um, DHL being a worldwide partner of the 21 World Cup in New Zealand, a long-time supporter of Child Fund Rugby and a long-time supporter of, of us. Uh, so it's all come together again. Um, and here in the spiritual home of Child Fund Rugby in Vietnam, we're in Hoa Bin. And thank you for looking after us today, Anne. Can you just uh, introduce yourself and uh, yeah, let's get the chat going. Yes. Um, thanks so much. Uh, for coming to Hua Bing. Uh, my name is Thương and I have uh, worked with uh, Chai Fan Rugby since um, 2015. Um, so at the beginning, I uh, have supported our partner to implement some of the sport for development activity in Hua Bing province. And um, we um, recently, we have um, worked a lot with partner to build their own capacity so they can uh, implement our sport for development activity uh, on their own, like become use their own association in their uh, district and, and in their province. And I'm, I'm really happy to take part in this uh, development journey of them. And again, that um, you two are very special guests that not only you, but in Vietnam, like everyone are excited and has been with to see you and and say welcome and thank a lot for your journey and your contribution and your passion passion has um, in, inspired people everyone especially oh. our coaches and players well i think the inspiration is two ways i can tell you every time i've been lucky enough um, to meet anyone involved with child fund rugby and particularly the coaches and i know adam and i were just talking 
half an hour ago. We just got off the bikes. But um, just as a bit of a wrap-up for today, um, we jumped on a bus last night from Hanoi, came through to Huabin. And since 9 o'clock this morning, we've been in your capable hands. Uh, we've had about a dozen coaches joined us. Um, not once was there any sort of whining or complaining on the bicycles. Everybody on bicycles, they've never ridden rented bikes for the day. Um, and the enthusiasm that the coaches and yourself have shown Adam and I just showing us around Huabin, uh, extending a very generous lunch. Um, everything has just been positive and passionate um, and it's just such a good energy. And my goodness, if people ask me, why do you do this? I'll say, look at the coaches, look at the young people making the difference on the ground. And uh, so yeah, the inspiration is definitely two ways. So uh, yeah, I, I, do, I want to do, like I've obviously seen all of what Child Fund does behind the scenes on social media and you read about it. And um, you know, it's 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 a it's a it's always any NGO or you know development program, sports for development program. It's really really hard to like explain it in words to people. And I think for the first time, I get it. You know, I got it. You know, being explained to me by James and Ron over the time. But today, I kind of got it. And it was, it just. You, you, the confidence that I was experiencing from these women and men um, coaches just today was phenomenal. You know, they, they don't speak English. They try and speak English. They welcomed us onto their sports field. We played touch rugby for an hour. We got on bicycles. We went up steep 10% gradient climbs, downhill on rackety bicycles. It was pretty hot today. Everyone was, you know, but smiling, so excited and happy. And, and just to explain to you, you like how all of this confidence in these women and men came from being confident on a field where they were confident to participate in a sport, it's being rugby. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe like one more recap because I feel like I know it, I'll never know it properly. It's like the journey of child fund rugby from joining as a, a student to like going up as a coach. But I think even before that, I think just for people that might be listening to the podcast for the first time, and this might be their first time they've heard of child fund rugby, how would you describe child fund rugby to somebody that's never, never been introduced to the program or hasn't heard about the program? Um, I, I think that child fund rugby actually has been um, implement, implemented here for so basically seven years. But you know, like before that, no one heard about rugby. None of them heard about Chai Fan rugby or they even don't ever see the rugby ball ever, never, ever before. So they, um, when the first time when we come to the community and ask like, hi, do you want to join uh, the program Chai Fan rugby as a player or as a coaches? Like they just do not know what it is <laughs> and they have blanky. no interest <laughs> in, in this area but i i think that um um now we we have supported the community to have a lot of young uh, and youth uh, people in the community to be coaches to be player and um briefly to say about trifan rugby i think this is a place for young and uh, and children to play sport um, in a safe environment and and develop their capacity and prepare for their future and teach them life skills uh, through the game yes, of rugby yes yeah sure sure and what are, an example what are some of the life skills that you try and teach the young people that the young players wow there are um, I think in the past we have four tra traditional uh, content but when COVID arrived and we need to um, 
pivot. So we uh, make some new and re more um, relaxed and make it shorter or change it a little, little bit to uh, fit with the COVID-19 situation. But um, so we have people to understand about gender, uh, male and female, and um, like um, planning for future, especially under COVID time where everything changed basically every day and um, like support community, support your family and how to find um, su support when you need help, for example. So it's really around the um, uh, their um, life skill learning for them, for themselves and to have to have player and coaches pass all of the skills that they, uh, they learn back to their community and to other people and their friend, their family. Yeah. It's just it's so it's I don't know it's so amazing and I'm just um, I think also for people that don't know Vietnam and don't understand the demographics and the sort of I guess the lifestyle and the the history in, in Vietnam can you just sort of give us an example of some of the challenges that young people face and maybe young women in particular face in the communities up here in the north Yeah um, I I think that women in Vietnam and even in other countries they have faced a lot of uh, challenges especially around gender barrier like women should stay at home should do the housework taking care of the children uh, do not need to study a lot like especially at the higher education like university uh, and um, spend time to like delivering baby and taking care of the family that's all so so when we start um, bring rugby to the community and invite people to play a lot of like women say, no, we do not want to play. And then um, the the mother also refused, like our girl should stay at home and do the housework and um, she cannot play. So this is one of the most uh, challenge that I, I see that they have a lot of gender expectation and gender barrier for them that women can do things and cannot do other things and which make them very um, limited in the area that they can. They cannot explore how 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 good they they can, and explore yeah. their full potential. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I just. I mean, I, I I'm just always inspired and just like blows my mind. Like that first time you have a conversation with someone and you say, "Here's a rugby ball," and first of all they go, "What's rugby?" And you go, "It's a sport." And and you, often you get the pushback, as you say, from the parents or the girls themselves who've been, you know, sort of almost propaganda taught. You know, you don't play yeah. sport. You don't play sports. Sports for boys. I mean the to be able to persuade a young girl, to be able to persuade her parents to let her play. I mean, just that step in itself yeah. must be so groundbreaking and, and so impactful on that young person's future. Yeah, yes. Uh, it's just absolutely mad. And just, um, and just as, as we're talking about introducing sport and rugby to young girls, and young, just in, in terms of the number of people that play rugby in Vietnam, um, obviously child front rugby was instrumental in introducing the sport yeah. to the country. If you had to look at the numbers in general, what would sort of be the rough breakdown between men and women playing rugby in Vietnam? Uh, so I think over seven years, we have recruited and trained around 4,000 players. And um, I at least at least 55% of them are female, like even more, depend on the time, sometimes 60. But I think on, on average, it should be 55%. And, it, and then a lot of them, once they finish school and they're out the program, they carry on playing rugby. Yeah, yes, you are right. 
and, and they like they continue playing in their village yeah. or outside of their village like bring it to Hanoi to play with their friend play with some of their um, friend in in the working place so which that's is, awesome and yeah. do you, do you ever have Vietnamese uh, like locals mixing it up with expats that come you know being in Hanoi now we noticed that it was a big expat community of uh, a lot of British and South African Americans coming to teach English um, but they also with that they bring their sports rugby being one of them um, yeah and I just wanted to know is, you know like in Japan it was quite you know in the in the professional scene it was a very mix like Japanese and expats playing in in the same team um, you know the professional circuit in Vietnam doesn't really exist at all but you know is everyone has you have you ever seen that like uh, some you know westerners joining in and playing in the same team as a Vietnamese um, local yet yes it, it happened you know like because um, in the past before we play rugby in in Hua Bing like in here um, the, there is I as far as I know there are only two other places play rugby in this is in Hanoi and, and Ho Chi Minh City yeah. like with a lot of expats to play and sometimes we have com competition or tournament with them it can be hosted in Hanoi or in Hua Bing province and we sometimes we have team from Hong Kong to travel here to play with us so uh, it's really mixed team because normally you know in Hanoi they do not have enough of girls to make their yeah. own team yeah. so we have a lot of girls who playing rugby here and we, uh, we we send our own team and some um, additional like spare players for them and make a mixed team to uh, play. It must be so crazy a team comes from Hong Kong and has to borrow players from Vietnam, Vietnam to make yeah. up the numbers for their ladies team. That's awesome because rugby is a special sport. Um, I think, Ron, you actually said it or John Smith, I don't know, whether you're fat, thin, tall, short, fast, slow, there's generally a spot for you on the field. And it's actually not just physically, but now, you know, from a diversity point of view in the whole world, there's a space for a British, a Vietnamese, someone from yeah. Hong Kong, someone from South Africa can all play in the same team um, and have a com common communication, which is the sport of rugby yeah. and the values that that you know that sport brings. Which you you know you address it. You've you've taught these women about gender and you know being proud about who they are and and taking control of their own life. And it's it's actually you know world rugby really like they've got a sport here that's just unbelievable that has life lessons drilled all into it. And it's so amazing that Child Fund has has seen that and used it in this community. It's awesome. And, you know, just going back to you know, Child Fund Rugby in Vietnam at the moment, yeah. um, what is, obviously it's had some, you know, everyone's had challenges and you've had to pivot and adapt during COVID. Um, once we can forget, stop talking about COVID and we look back <laughs> and we look ahead, sorry, to a life, you know, where COVID is just something we live with like everything else. Yeah. Um, what are the sort of the plans for, for Child Fund Rugby in Vietnam over the next year or two? As we come out of the pandemic, what is the focus going to look like? Yeah, so we um, we have changed over time. So since we started here, um, Chai Fan has um, like involved a lot in implementing activities. Yeah. Like we uh, we arrange coach recruitment activity. We attended a player recruitment activity. We support our coaches to manage their team. Uh, like we already involved in a lot of like direct activities, but over years 
when we have a lot of capable and senior partner and coaches who has been involved like after four uh, no actually two or three years and they they have um, capable enough so they they build their own uh, club and association and our main purpose in the next two or three years is that um, really work in partnership with them so uh, support them to run their own organization and and run their own sport for development activity and rugby activity in their community make their social change and um, really like provide technical support to them so yeah allow them to take ownership of the program yes and you supplying the support yes. and the toolkits yes. and things yeah, like that yeah and w- which is really meaningful and amazing for us to see like some of them they are young like one of the a lot of uh, coaches you met today yeah they are young like they are really around 20 yeah. years old yeah. and um they can change the community, I believe that, because not a lot of people believe that they they can do. They are young and they are women. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then when they become leader, it will make like a remarkable change, I believe that. Yes, really well, I hope that everyone at World Rugby hears yeah. that message because I'm just so delighted that Child Fund Rugby have the opportunity you know, to partner, for example, with yeah. the World Cup. So obviously this impact has been seen globally. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think it's just, that's summarized for me right there, the power of sport to make a difference yeah. and the power of child fund rugby. And I just really hope that people listening to this just hear, even if it's nothing else you take away, just hear that one single message and you just hear the impact that it makes. I mean, it's just, it's remarkable. And I think for people that come and visit Vietnam and understand or get a small understanding of where these young people come from, and yeah. the fact that they have now become leaders in their community. Yeah. The power of rugby, the power of sports, incredible. And and it's true leadership. It's like 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 you just said, they were twenty they were between what, nineteen and twenty-two, for instance. We hung out with them the whole day. And they are genuinely true leaders. They yeah. can stand up, they can hold a conversation. They're not no one's squirming around and being shy and feeling like they should be a minority. Yeah. They were proud and you know, it's they essentially if the program does what it says it does, which we've seen it does, they're owning their own business at an age of twenty and rising up in their communities. It's, it's so incredible. Yeah. I, and like like I said in the beginning, you can't. I can try and write it and tell you on my social media or whatever. When you see it today and see them stand up proud, and you spend time with them, man. oh, it was like sheet. I, at twenty, I would not have the confidence that some of these ladies have. When I was 20, I was privileged and I just kind of had it easier. You know, I had a family and a, a support system that just gave me what I wanted. Yeah, we had all the opportunities in the world and we wasted all, so much. Wasted all my time now that as I'm going through all of this, I realized like at 20, I was actually, a, I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's I'm very, very proud to say that, you know, the, this program is creating amazing human beings that yeah. not only will lead their communities, I, I personally think will lead the world. Yeah, that's very cool. And um, Huang, what is your your exact? We haven't even spoken about you know your journey through. You know, obviously joined in 2015. Can you just talk a bit about about how you joined and and your journey over the last seven years? Wow, we've got I, plenty I, of time. I, myself, <laughs> like I cannot even believe that I have already spent seven years with Taiwan no. Rugby. Such a long journey for me. Um, so when 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 I started my position. Um, 
So Chai Fan, they has uh, they advertised for partnership coordinator, uh, like and, and request for five years of experience. And I just uh, fresh graduated at, at the time, 2015, and I just applied. I have no idea about rugby, honestly. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I, I just applied it. And I think that I, I was lucky at the time. Somehow I'm a girl, young one, have yeah. no experience. And this is, it seems my weakness, but it, it become my strength. I believe that like, because in this program, people are really care about women yeah. and especially young ones. So I can't, I, at the, this time, I do not know how I, I passed the interview and yeah. become a, a staff of the program, honestly. But um, I, it was um, a really meaningful journey for me, my, myself, because I've, I, um, I have grown a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, in Vietnam, it, I even uh, graduated from university, but no one told me about about gender barrier i have no idea about that and and i do not play a lot of sport uh basically people spend time for studying and find a job in a off in an office and 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 make money that's all yeah. and and when i i am um, like i found this job i find really meaningful things that i want to do is be not because this is my job but this is my 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 passion like i care i love working talking with women, I happy when uh, when I see their change, they become and and they are always not only my friend, my college, but also they they teach me a lot of things. Like they are sometimes I find them even more brave, even more like um, more really confident, and and I learn a lot from them. And this is how I love my my job, and be, because it's not only me to support them. But actually, they they has teach me so many lessons about both life. Ways, eh? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And um, as I told before, like when I started the program, I has involved a lot of direct activity. So the I attended the first coach uh, recruitment, player recruitment, uh, and um, work a lot of things. But um, over the last two years, recently, I think um, I I do not spend a lot of time with the direct activity, but our coaches and partner are capable to do that and I spend time to support them to um, I move to the partnership coordinator position so basically I um, connect people uh, different partners in Vietnam and um, and support them to build their capacity their own organization and uh, uh, it is a new experience and sometimes I miss time by playing with children around. I was going to say, do you miss sometimes yes, the being on the ground, yes, working yes. with the coaches and the mm -hmm. children? Yeah. But at least today you had an opportunity. Yes, <laughs> you're right. Um, and that um, partnership coordinating role, yeah. Just can you give us an example of just even just one partnership um, that's working really well and, and just an example of the kind of partners that you're looking for, implementing partners? Uh, we try to, to uh, build the like, equal and in power between partners so we um we do not want to be the because honestly to say that a lot of organization are new newborn like they yeah. and they are run by young people 
maybe they just have two or three years of experience. Uh, they are less experienced than Chai Fan Rugby, and um, sometimes it makes them in the less um, powerful position. But this is not what we want. Mm. We, yeah, we we really want want them uh, and support uh, and support them to be um, more confident, and they can start uh, conversation negotiation with us uh, around things and. And especially propose thing, because when when I do something, for example, from Chai Fan side, I, I don't think that it will be as good as them to propose what they thought it works well yeah. in their community. It must be more effective, much more effective. Yeah, nobody understands the communities yes, like they do. Yes, so um, this is like the the partnership. We want them to be on their own, and the the best scenario is that Chaifan just be in the technical position for their consultant. Uh, but we are moving on on this way. Ha- haven't arrived it yet. It's, it's take times, yeah. honestly. But it's uh, is what we want. Uh, but you see, it's working. That, yeah. that approach is working. Yeah. I think to be able to empower communities to come to the, come to you with their proposals about yeah. what's important to them because I think if you take if you try and tell people what's important to them yeah. straight away you're going to build a barrier yeah, it doesn't <laughs> you know, work it doesn't work at all yeah. though. um and just you know you talked now I mean you were at that very first coach recruitment or player recruitment yes. and since then you've you've, you've gone 4000 coaches have gone through the system no 4000 players 4000 I mean, sorry yeah. 4000 players 4000 players yeah. um and how many of those players have gone on to become coaches um would you just a prox? Uh, just yeah, in a, I, I think around fifty or something. Yeah, so because we have total uh, two hundred players, uh, two hundred coaches. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think like fifty, like twenty five percent of them have come from the from the players. Yes, but uh, they will come after two f- first year. So, like you are a player for two year. And then you are capable, you know about the program, you find it interesting and meaningful to be a coach and then apply as coach. And the age of, of coaches in Vietnam should uh, be um, from 16 to 24. Yeah. Wow, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so when we have players at the age of 13 or 11, they are not able to yeah, apply, yeah. yes, at least. Yeah. When but at least they get two or three yes. years being a player. Yes. That, I mean, that's the best way to learn. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have to say that one of our uh, players who has been become coaches, they are amazing. Like they, how to say, like they really passionate. They know well about the rugby values and really, really. We, we for example, if we recruit a, a brand new coaches without any experience, we may take a lot of time to train these people. But for a player to become coaches, they are really fat. Guess yeah. things everything so smart and that's basically both the rugby skills and the and the sort of life skills curriculum yeah yes much quicker to teach them yeah Yeah. yes and what is the um just in terms of the the the, obviously child from rugby operates in vietnam and here next door in laos and cambodia how much sort of discussion is there between the different countries to sort wow. of cross, cross, you know, to sort of understand yeah. what works in Laos and what works in yes, Vietnam, yes. and just have those discussions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that even we implement Chai Fan Rugby in different country, but we try to keep the same standard. Yeah. High standard, I, I would say. Standard, yes. Yeah. In different countries, so we um ha- we use the same curriculum. 
we apply the same um, the same like methodology. Uh, yeah, methodology, mes- measuring chain system. Everything should be consistent. Yeah. And um, so so we share a lot of lesson learned ca- through countries. Um, I believe that in the other country we also have the um, partnership coordinator position, and we have monthly meeting. We can share lesson from country, and sometimes without Chai Fan. Uh, our partner, like the Rugby Association in Vietnam and Lao Rugby Federation, they they have a call to share some of their learning or some of their challenges, and they want to hear from other country to see if uh, friend has any good ideas that they can learn from. So, I think which is important, really important, that people sharing experience and and find connected, and they they be become more stronger. To see that okay, so th- this is um, the the issue, and this is the plan that we everyone will get involved to support and to to fix it. Yeah, so I'm just sitting here. Just I've got so many questions that come to mind, but it's <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's for me, it's fascinating and just and just ridiculously cool that you know you can have a, a local partnership. Um, program here in Vietnam yeah. uh, the community will come to you with an idea and pitch it to you you might go that's brilliant let's help you implement it yeah. and then you can share that idea a few months down the line and say this is working in this community in northern Vietnam um, and we think it's got opportunity to you know broaden you know to be included in other programs and next thing that same idea is being implemented in Laos or same idea is being implemented in Cambodia yes yes yeah you're right that's that's it's, it's incredible and and it's very important I, I've you know I've volunteered and helped out at various NGOs through my life and it is very 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 important that an NGO and a community and a program sticks to high standards like you said yeah and you know if you guys are already having these sort of conversations cross-border, you can only understand how high standard this child fund program actually is. Yes. Like, it's, it, <laughs> it will yeah. just ultimately fail as soon as you start putting you know, all that effort and expertise yeah. to the highest of standards, yeah. it starts to fail. Mm. And you know, you've done so, so well mm. since 2015, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. through COVID, Every, all yes, the challenges yeah. and it's still high up there and yeah. I saw that today like literally yeah. you know unfortunately s- people would expect today should have been some of these coaches' lowest through the pro they're at the top they're still yeah. stoked they're still very happy yeah. and excited it's amazing um, and are you looking forward to Women's World Cup in, in, in October? Yes yeah, yeah. it's going to be uh, yeah, I mean I think New Zealand's going to be they're going to put on a good show. I think they're hoping for record crowds. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what plans Child Fund Rugby have for activation around the World Cup. I'm not sure if it's all been publicized yet or what the plans are. Um, but it's an exciting year, isn't it? Yes, it's really exciting. Like, people have been waiting to see the games yeah. last year, since last year. So, people are really excited. Especially, it is women game, right? Yeah. Wow. And women's rugby's really ramped it up. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's credits to World Rugby and Rugby World Cup. They've really, you know, put a big focus on making sure that this World Cup is as equal as the men's World Cup. And you know, true to like, I I haven't previously watched women's rugby, and before even this trip was planned, and I was involved, I was 
slowly but surely getting in it through the sevens and we are in for an incredible event Um, and it's so so cool that child fund um, well the money we raising for child fund through cycling to the rugby world cup has some association to women in sports and you know just upskilling all of that it's amazing and i must say girl we met a few south african players um before we left recorded a couple of podcasts with them they were super excited, you know, even, you know, we can obviously speak from a South African point of view, both being South African, but the more resources that have got into the game in South Africa, uh, into the women's game. Uh, and our women are sort of saying, we're not just there to have fun and show up, we're there to win. Um, and that sort of attitude and approach, you can just imagine that all 12 teams with that same attitude. Yeah. Um, it's really, really awesome. And I think that yeah, I think it's a, it's it's going to be just a wonderful showcase of, of the women's game, and just yeah. and obviously Vietnam isn't yet qualified for the World Cup. So who will you be supporting? <laughs> I think England normally. England, <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, they are very good. They I must say. Yes, yes, <laughs> I think they've yes. just. I think they won their twentieth game in a row yesterday yes. or something. And Australia. Australia. Yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah. Australia is obviously. A, Close to the connection to child fund, eh? <laughs> yeah, but we have some role model there. You know, like some of the yes. rugby player ha- has been um, traveled to Vietnam. Some of the ambassadors, yeah. Yeah, ambassador, Chaifan Rugby, the ambassador, I believe that. And she's she was pregnant at the time, I believe that. But she's so active and really attending play like playing rugby activity and people are so upmight of her like how come because in vietnam pregnant woman it means that you're staying in one place yeah no yeah. sport yeah yes and she's playing rugby uh yes uh, yeah well, practice sh- uh, not not a contact one so, but yeah, like yeah, practice yeah. with the team mm. and and busting very um fast in yeah. moving running and do things so <laughs> it, it changed people's mind and then in our own program our coaches become the same role model for others yes. like when Ripple they are effect. pregnant yeah. pe- people tell them that stay at home keep safe for their baby yeah. but they still teaching and and train and deliver section to player until like their seventh or eighth month wow yeah, yeah and and they and especially after delivering baby like People should stay at home, just in one room, close one. No winter, you know, like no water yeah. for six months. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> well, it's no. too bad. And then our rugby coaches, they just after three or I think two or three months and then bring their baby to our co-training. Yes. <laughs> and then everyone just cannot believe it. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. But it shows the importance of role models. As you say, you yes, know, you've got these they, Australian players come out here yes, and they, and they yeah. can be role models for the coaches. Yeah. And the coaches are ultimate role models yeah, um, for their so communities. Important, yeah, to, for people to see, especially girls, I believe that. Like, they never seen it in their life and they think that they are not possible. But when they see their coaches do things and and they are they they have more strength to to believe that okay I can do it I ca- I'm capable to do it yeah yeah it's powerful like very very it powerful. is powerful yeah um huh? yeah sorry I, I thought I was interrupting you and just um what is at the at the uh, at the moment um what is your can you just give us like one example of one coach and I thought you didn't you know you don't have to choose your favorites but is there one particular story of it, one particular coach that you just go like that for me is the best it just shows the best of child fun rugby is it like i mean i know you've got hundreds of examples but is there one that just top of your mind is there like one one young lady you can sort of talk about particularly and uh, maybe her journey um 
and how she's become a role model, you know? Yeah. I think I can talk about, I don't know, maybe a girl here today. Mm-hmm. You are right that there are so many people yeah, yeah. just jumping in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there is a girl today, you here and you maybe you have interview with her. Yes, yeah. yes. She's the one she, of the she was a ball passer today. Yes, yes, okay. Yes, and she's one of the most uh amazing and, and insp- inspirational for me. Um you know she attended uh, the program as coach in the twenty seventeen and um she have uh, played tech and then play contact and they love and she loved the game the, the game yeah she loved the game <laughs> immediately um, and she, at the age of 19 she became the president of the Huabing Rugby network wow. so it had at this time the network was informal like a group of, of people but she lead the team and and uh, she they she supported club to deliver uh, contact rugby because she love it yeah. <laughs> and um, you know at the age uh, in, in the year of 2019 when the rugby one cup was arranged in Japan yeah. and she is the coaches to bring a team of 12 players to Japan on her own without English that's amazing wow. yes like uh, and she even got casting <laughs> oh, did she? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> yeah, but um, was so impressive. Like she's always have a lot of energy. Yes. And um, yeah, I'm really happy to be with her yeah. all the time. And and she um, she's is like bring the the positive to people. Yes. Around her I mean, life. I think that's such a good rule in life. Surround yourself with positive people. Yes. Yeah. And life is a lot better. Yes. Um, and someone like her is just an example. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've, we try and sort of keep to, we've gone well over, we said from half an hour, we're already at 35, almost 40 minutes yeah. along. But thank you so much for today. Um, and thank you for sharing your story. Um, yeah. I mean, as you say, we've genuinely been looking forward to today for a long time. Um, we've so delighted that Child Fund Rugby are the official charity of the World Cup. Um, and... If we weren't motivated already, I can tell you now, from the moment we get back on our bikes tomorrow morning to the moment we get to New Zealand, which I think is 187 days to yeah. the opening game of the World Cup, yeah. Adam and I, you know, we've been given every opportunity in life and the least we can do is try and make the most of this opportunity that we've got now to cycle around the world, to do what we can to support child fund rugby, but it, it feels so insignificant to what you guys do. So we're just going to ride our bikes, do what we can to share your story do what we can to raise money, but you guys are the ones doing the real work and are the real inspiration and thank you for inspiring us. It's amazing. Yeah, thank wow. you. Keep sharing stories with us on the road. If you yeah. fi- come across anything that you think will motivate us, which will be everything, yeah. just <laughs> send it to us and uh, yeah, we'll... Sure. I we'll think re- people will have things to share you, especially exactly. after today. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, like they has watch movie about, especially Ron. Yeah. To, uh, in the 2019 yeah. and like they are always curious like why what is the moti- motivation why yeah. you can can keep your passion in, in cycling and um, I, I think it's your you both and your journey is really impressive and, and really inspirational for people 
I believe that like they, especially about like when you're talking about don't give up in these yeah. today about like uh, it's it's important thing to start at the at the at the beginning life right, yeah. and um, it it's linked a lot to the life skill sec- le- lesson that um, they they are. I think that after today they even ha- feel more. You know, like really inspirational. I believe that. Awesome. Well, yeah. well, you've got our number, so please, if you get any, if any yeah. questions come and they go, where are Ron and Adam, or what are they doing? Yes. Please just f- reach out. Yeah. Um, we're happy to reply. We'll send voice notes and mm-hmm. videos, and yeah. Um, yeah. obviously stay in touch like that. But and we'll share it on our social media, so the people listening, when you see those um, clips and videos and images of the child fund programs on the ground, we're going to include a link a donate now link or visit our website and buy a kilometer because every cent that you donate any time of the the day, any day of the week from now until the end of the Rugby World Cup all goes to Child Fund Rugby and all goes to these men and women on the ground teaching life lessons and making sure that this world is a better place um, all through the game of rugby. So donate, donate, donate. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. This has been my favorite episode. To the previous eight or nine guests, I'm sorry. Today is the best episode. We're on such a high. Thank you for just inspiring us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Cool. Thanks a lot.